Hey guys, welcome back to Davi the Scapegoat. I'm Davi and I'm so excited to have our guest here today. She has been a longtime friend of both Blair and I and a confidant on being a woman in business. And I am continuing my interviews with girl bosses that I find inspiration from. And we are all in this metamorphosis stage of our lives. A lot of us are leaving jobs, are starting new jobs, are starting our own businesses, and we need some confidence, we need some motivation, we need some pep from our other ladies in the industries. And I have found so much inspiration from my good friend, Manu Mararo, and she's the founder of Your Social Team. It's an Instagram coaching and social media template business. And Your Social Team, look them up on Instagram everywhere, at Your Social Team, helps ethical brands with a sense of humor grow their organic engagement and sales using their social media, their Instagram, to make monies. And as a trusted social media expert, Manu has grown her business into a seven-figure powerhouse, encouraging over 100,000 Instagram followers to put their mental wellness ahead of the social media likes. And I couldn't put more love and hope and all of the good energy into the business that you are creating and helping all of us stop staring at those numbers and start I don't know, smelling the flowers again, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And we had a pep talk already when I got yes, here in your did. kitchen. <laughs> I, I, am all, I am about that right now because I'm just like, it has been exhausting to try to figure out what each thing, It's it really is like Goldilocks and the Three Bears of yep. social medias where you are creating and then you are having to recreate and tweak for each social media because everybody has their own rules with it. And I know that was like, yeah, once you got here, I'm like, I'm having a heck of a time just <laughs> reformatting everything and starting over because Facebook likes it this way and Instagram likes it this way. And you were like, just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> Basically. Just do what you want and your audience will appreciate yes. you. And I don't think anybody has uh, thrown that concept my way in a long time. It's yeah. all about to do what everyone else is doing. How yeah. can I fit this trend? And also I think that we're following a bunch of experts who are telling us like the latest thing that maybe it's not for the average business owner that has other things to do, but it may work for an expert that is just sitting there all day long doing social media, right? Yeah. And you have had a number of jobs and to get to making your own business and making it happen and being the powerhouse that you guys are is very exciting feat and I'm I'm looking forward to following suit I guess with all of these ladies that I'm interviewing lately and being a succubus of sorts with your inspirational motivation I'm just like help help me in staying calm throughout this process because it is really difficult because I mm -hmm. think past jobs and uh, perceptions and if maybe you've only ever been fired or you've only ever quit, you start thinking, is that a red flag in me? Is that a red flag in me? And you start getting in your head and it's really hard to have the confidence to start your own business if maybe some of those old ghosts are still Around. lingering. Yeah. And I've talked to some girls that they've quit so many jobs, they've never kept a job for more than three months before they said, well, that's toxic, I'm out of here. And I'm like, that's inspirational in its own way because I can't mm -hmm. believe, like you and I can't believe how much stuff we put up with. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, did I give you literally 6,008 strikes? <laughs> I don't know much about baseball, but I think it's three in your house. I out. think that's yeah. what it is, and yeah. All these other girls are way better about, and especially Gen Zers, are just way better about going, uh, no, yes. I'm walking away from this. And I, I think 
they convinced us that high turnover rate was a red flag in us. But now I don't think it is. I think that's changed. And that's a change for the good because, you know, we had a market, especially here in the U.S., where getting jobs was very easy and job stability was high. But that changed. That landscape changed. But we haven't changed how we view jobs, Mm -mm. right? So we'll just go and stay like... We have to just be loyal and continue there. Otherwise, we'll be seen as not being professional or something like that. But I think the new generations are doing a much better job at being like, this is toxic. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I want something better. When they're interviewing, they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> you yeah. know? But at the same time, things are getting more ridiculous, right? Because job um, descriptions are like 7,000 different skills that are different professions yeah. all together. And they want that from a unicorn mm-hmm. or a guru. And I'm like, I'm just a professional. So yes. I think it's a it's a you know consequence of that getting so silly that people had to just up their boundaries a lot. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of a lot of bosses, the age group of bosses are changing. Mm-hmm. So the vibes, like I don't think in an interview, if you're looking at your resume and you're going, oh, I've had this many jobs in this many years, they're going to look at that as a red flag. They, as a you know CEO themselves, might know of those other establishments and might go, they're toxic, that's why you got out of there. Yes. Like, they don't even, I can't believe how many people have come up and spoke to me or Instagram messaged me. I know what you're going through because I know blank. And this yes. happened and I... I understand. Yeah. And I never had the ballsiness to be open about that and what was going on and have my voice. So there's so many people that appreciate seeing women in their confident places of non-power still having their voice. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for all of us. So that's why I was like, I want to talk to different ladies that have gone through different things and they have their different stories. Some of them go, wow, I was the toxic one in that job. I spent eight hours at TJ Maxx when I said I was like talking to clients. We have a laugh about it. Some people have their epic firing story where they, they thought about it, they thought about it, and then they finally got to like walk out with their middle fingers in the air or like Sunny Midnight who got to tell her bosses, I don't like the nepotism Mm -hmm. or the racism. (laughs) Goodbye. That's so great. (laughs) It's a no from me and leave. And I'm just like, you as a Latina woman in a lot of different workplaces have faced some different discrimination of sorts. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and you you were born and raised in Brazil, but you moved to the U.S. like right out of college, right? And you were working at a really cool place, really yeah. fun place. And you've had an award-winning career. So you've you've won awards and I've worked in some of your you spots did. and stuff. And yeah, it was so fun. So I've got to be, you've got me and Blair, like Blair singing, me acting and a lot of different <laughs> stuff. True. We've had so much fun together and uh, just watching you uh, flourish for well over 15 years now and all the way to starting your own business that I'm just like, Manu, I'm doing that too. I think we first <laughs> yes. started talking about having you on the podcast. It was right when you were starting. It was, yeah. yeah, it was right when we were starting and then we finally were like working out in November and then you ran into what many women run into, health hardships. Go for it. Do you want to talk about yeah, this? Yeah, I, I can absolutely talk about yeah, this. To be starting your own business and going through all of this yeah. and everything is thriving. Like you were doing so, so good and we were like, yeah, you're on the books. You're coming next week. And then everything changed, changed for a minute there. Luckily, not anymore. But yeah, I have no problem talking about it. Actually, I love talking about it because I think it's such a eye opener for women. Mm-hmm. I'm 46 years old now. I was um, diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer late last year. 
And um, luckily, it turned out to be a great prognosis. I had my surgery, simple surgery, didn't need much. I'm doing some radiation right now, feeling great. But um, that's, I definitely like talking about it so much for two reasons. One is, gets, let's get checked, ladies, yes. you know? Like, I'm 46, I know that people are in their early 30s or something don't need to do mammograms and stuff, but I think if you feel something different, if you have any questions, advocate for yourself, talk to your doctor, go see someone, don't be like, oh, what is this little thing, you know? Mine, I felt mine, it felt, it didn't even feel like a little round lump or anything, just felt like something rougher, you yeah. know? You so said, that's not right. Go get checked, yeah. like, you know, go get checked. Checking early, it's the best thing you can do. Like, I'm so grateful that I checked early. Um, but then the other side of it and the business owner side is let's not build thriving business that depends 100% on ourselves. Mm. And that's something I was doing a little bit in the beginning. And I think in the beginning is natural that we do that because mm-hmm. we don't have a big budget. We're not making a ton of money. We can have like a support system yet. Yeah. But as the business grows, let's prioritize not only getting people that help out in areas that we are not good at or we don't know, but also let's get people that are other of us, you know, yes. let's get people that can keep the ball rolling, especially if your family depends on that, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're, you know, if you're making a living with that business, it's not just a side hustle that you can pause anytime. Let's make sure that as the business grows, one of the priorities is to find people that do what you do too. Cause that was something that I was kind of like close to be doing. And I had talked about it last year, way before I was diagnosed, like, okay, I've been building my support system around what I do, but now I need someone that does what I do to free up my time and be able to keep going if I have to pause or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, definitely a good excuse to get that going. And I just got someone now to help me. I got a content director nice. recently and I'm just killing it. And I'm able to really like focus on other things that I enjoy better and that I excel and that I have like a unique talent of like developing products, selling activities. Like, So it's been so great, but you know, definitely getting a health major health issue in the middle of the way just makes you look at things differently a little bit. It does. And I think some people, especially like moms, Mm -hmm. you want to be superheroes and you got so much going on. So you're creating a business or you, you know, have a job, whatever. And being a mom in itself is a full time job. So, you know, I have to (laughs) I have to look at a health issue where you go, oh, that feels different. Yeah. But then the baby needs something and then your emails popping off with Mm -hmm. you answered all the questions but missed one really important one. So everything's so chaotic. So I'm like, did you immediately say that's not right and go to the doctor and and then immediately reach out to a friend and go, I need help with this? Or did you fight it because you want to be able to juggle everything yeah that's the other thing like so I'm a mom of two and you know them yeah (laughs) it's a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and since my four-year-old I've been having like I mean when you get pregnant you just go to the doctor like a crazy person and they check everything you know I think that's what a lot of us ladies are coming to term like if you're if you're dealing with your health and you're a woman please don't worry about being annoying Yes, do don't. Not, I have so many people that are like, well, you don't want to be one of those post-pandemic hypochondriacs. And I'm like, what do you mean? It, just yeah, if no, you don't feel right, you have figure to talk it to out. A doctor. And also there's a couple of things like doctors are also humans, so they might miss something. Health is like a, such a crazy thing. Like, you know, things mm-hmm. look different in different people. So it's not always like, oh, they suck. They don't advocate for you. Sometimes they just miss it, you know. 
Um, so definitely important to advocate for yourself. I had been really good about my check-ins. So I have been doing my mammograms and my checks. And um, I had to do more check-ins than usual because I had like a dense breast. So it's mm -hmm. hard to see in, in images. Yeah. So they ask for ultrasounds and things like that. So it made it easier for us to, to catch that too. But I did not, I did not have a problem like going to the doctor if I feel something. Um, so that was not an issue for me. I know it is for a lot of people, though. So I would say just stop what you're doing because, you know what, if you're busy right now, you're going to get a lot busier if you have to stop for months to do a treatment or mm -hmm. take care of your health or stop for surgery. So go take care of it now. It can be a little scary or it can be stressful, but it's definitely less stress than you're going to incur in yourself if you just wait. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, it was um, I had also like being playing with that balance between being too overworked and not and you know because of my girls being so little I was already like had some boundaries that I was really really good at staying at and that's since I started my business like I do you know I've done a lot of Instagram classes in person events and things yeah. like that I always said no from day one to weekends and nights Okay. And that's what a lot of people are asking me, especially in the beginning. It's like, oh, but can you teach that class at night? Because I'm, I work all day. I'm like, this is work. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? Like, but I'm like, I can't. It's, and it, so I did it on my own terms. It was during the day, during the week. And that was something that I've, until today, that I've been very good at. I had not been very interested in traveling for work. Only very selected situation yeah yeah but like especially i've done this yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm i'm good um living out of a suitcase yeah as a as a working lady i think it can be fun for a while <laughs> but also like uh, not if not for me anymore yeah you know and i so, have a hard time hustling out of a suitcase yes <laughs> it's, it's hard <laughs> it's hard to bring your dogs in a suitcase yeah. so oh, that's man. a problem yeah um, so that those are boundaries that I have been really good at. What mm -hmm. I'm not so good at is that after the kids go to bed, just grab that laptop and keep on going. So mm -hmm. that's something that I still struggle with. And, you know, I think it's always, you're never going to be perfect in everything. Yeah. But I think with the, my diagnosis, it was just like nothing else was that important. And when you have your own business, you can control how much you do. Of course, the more, it, not always, but the more you do, Technically, the faster your business grows, right? But not always, because if you do too much to the point that you burn out, then your business is going to stall for as long as it takes for you to recover, mm -hmm. if ever. So I think just try to find that. And also thinking that one thing that I learned also from doing my own business is like, okay, I hustle extra hard here. I create these new offers that will put more time in this and I'll create this new thing and work hard to sell it, work hard to grow my audience so I have more people to sell to, you know, and... Then you're like, amazing, my business grew this much. So then we tend to the next year, we're like, we want to grow as much the next year and as much as the next year. But I think there's um, even a, a term, what's the term when you're like climbing a mountain and you get to a summit, like a place until you have to oh, start climbing like again? Plateau. Yeah, there's like something. a there's a little name for that spot. I'm not a climber, mm -hmm. not going to lie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should do shoes, you know, metaphors and something, music. But um, you have to do that. You have to stop and look around mm -hmm. and breathe Yes. before you can get yourself back up again. Yeah. So that's something that I started this year. And I was um, onboarding this new girl that is working with me, Amber, that I absolutely love. And on her onboarding, I was creating this document about the company to give to her. And I'm like, I made a list of goals for the year and more important, less important, and the more important was free up more of my time. And the less important was make more than last year. Just And I put a little <laughs> tiny more as a goal, like yeah. just to reach a new milestone. But it was not like 
unattainable at all, but it still made the list of less important mm -hmm. because you can't always just keep climbing harder and harder because there's no no pacing. Yes. And that's something that is easier to do in your full-time job because, you know, it's a whole team working for those bigger goals. But when you have this little company, it's just you working yourself exhausted yeah. to reach them. So I think it's really good to think when I'm climbing and when I'm stopping and looking around and breathing. Yeah. I actually think I've I've struggled with that because I'm like, I work better on a team. Yes. And I I loved, you know, back in the day with Blair, I would do the burlesque shows and it was always a troupe. Mm -hmm. It was a group. Yeah. You know, it was all of us working together for a common goal and everybody brainstorming. Doing their and, parts. Yeah. And watching how, like, I could have this idea that everybody's like, that's great. And then Sarah would add something amazing. And then Morgan would sprinkle in mm -hmm. some glitter. And then Emily would be like, you know what? And just organize all. It was beautiful watching all of these brains come together to make a really cool product. And that's how I felt working at this other business for a long time mm -hmm. because I, and I think I dealt with a lot of toxic stuff because I said, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm making a really good product yeah. for these people and they're still impressed with me. Yeah, Like I'm still crushing it, I'm still getting compliments. So this toxicity to I my can right, be put aside. yeah, I can I can ignore that because I'm doing such a good job. Like and no I, one would argue that I'm doing such a great job. But and then Blair would be like, "No, you on stage by yourself, stand up. You by yourself is great." I'm like, <laughs> Meh. like I, I, I work you better miss that as energy. a team. Yeah, I miss that energy of working together with people to create something because when it's my product, I'm like, what's the point? You're overthinking. Yeah, like I, I I'm like, what is even uh, it's eh, you know but well. then like for some reason when it's someone else's product I'm like I will give you 120% sir like I will like <laughs> not sleep I will not eat you know until it's done I don't know why that's not a good thing though I don't not know eating why. until it's done it's yeah. not a good thing <laughs> it, I think I definitely engaged in some workaholism like, yes for sure yes and for a while there you know, I was I was mad about it. I was like, I can't believe I've been here over 10 hours and everybody else gets to go and play. Mm -hmm. So it was really difficult. And I had to like work hard and put up boundaries to get to that point where I was like not doing this anymore. And I think there's two parts to it, too. I think it's not a, a thing of shame of being like, oh, how did I put up with that toxic environment until now? I think it's also like there's a beautiful part of that job yeah. right yeah. like and that can be applied to your own business as well because a lot of people quit their full-time job and build a business that they learn to start hating it as well because it's stressing them out so much for all these goals they put on themselves or in the stress they put on themselves and work harder every day of the week and nights and try to tweak for every social media yeah. you know? so i think uh but there's also it's it's never one thing or the other right yeah. like you're creating something beautiful like i had loved my jobs that i had before starting my business and i could have been completely happy just having jobs mm -hmm. um there's the toxic party there's also the the part and then there's also the great parts and the um, health insurance parts and then the <laughs> team parts right because we yeah. all have worked with people that we loved collaborating with but I think so I think it's not like oh I wish I was just one of the people that lift the middle finger and walked away but there's something beautiful there that was making you completely happy and joyous you know whether it was someone emailing you how much you helped them because they heard you say something mm -hmm. or you know, like an award you get or something that just made you happy and yeah. you had fun creating. So I think there's always the two sides and we shouldn't be like, oh, how, how could I do that? Shame on me. I have no self-esteem. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that side yeah. as well. But also, I don't think when you're creating your own thing, 
you are not putting, a, I think people putting a more than 100%. I think you do too. I think it's just you telling yourself, oh, I'm half-assing on this. I think, yeah, it, it's like I've become the impossible to please boss, boss. for myself. <laughs> you became the toxic yes. boss that you ran away from. <laughs> okay, I guess the workaholism and then expecting more. Yeah constantly and things should be going faster and exactly. bigger and it this needs to be bigger and i'm like you know what i let that kind of stuff Get be, to your hang over my head for yeah. so long where it was like you didn't need to be doing all of that and and working so hard and i think i've watched you have two children and create a whole home and change jobs and move like you and jason have done so much and things where we were like oh no Are you okay? Yeah. And I think you were let go from a job and as you were walking out, broke your ankle. Oh, yes. Remember that one? <laughs> that was the big and one. We were yes. like, oh, my news. It's I a was, bad way. I was so stressed out going to the they're going to fire all of us meeting that yeah. I just fell in the middle of the company and broke my ankle and I was in bed, like oh feeling God. sorry for myself. But. No, but you had to you had to limp your way out of there. Like I, I limped my way out of there, literally. like a loser. It was it, great, but not like a loser. <laughs> like it, it became triumphant, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> is watching us get to this point and watching yeah. you get there. And I think I, you know that's why that's what I want to learn from you today. Is because yeah. I've had other people be like, I've been nothing but fired, and you've been nothing, I've been but, nothing laid but laid off. off. You have never quit. Yes, and honestly. All the times that I was laid off in basically all my jobs, I think all of them, um, it was never like, oh, I suck at this, so they're getting rid of me. I knew my value, and I was probably, you know, old enough. I mean, not all of them, but the latest ones. I was old enough to know, like, I had amazing contributions. I had awards. I had, like, contracts I helped close. I had, like, huge events that I helped make successful and other things like that. So I knew my contribution, and I knew the fact they're letting me go was for other reasons, you know? So I never let them say like, oh, I'm a really bad worker. I'll never get a job again. And I think also we tend to feel like that if you're laid off a lot of times. But at the same time, try to be rational about it and say, ask your friends who's ever been laid off. And it's been all of them. All of, like yeah. everybody has been laid off. Like it's not a thing that, oh, I cannot get a job anymore because I've been laid off. Everybody they're interviewing for the same position had all been laid off. So I think it's not something that we just... we. We add that to ourselves because it's already hard, like a change that you don't expect, Yeah, you know, and, and it feels bad, like it feels really bad and, and uncertain and stressful. But then we add to ourselves that, oh, that's a deterrent for me to ever be successful again. And that's just something that needs to change. And that's why I love saying, like, I was laid off of all my jobs. I was great at all of them, maybe except for the first one that I was just very responsible and I was in college. Mm -hmm. um, but like... It's always worked for the better for me because I I went to that next step that I needed personally or professionally, and now I have my own business, which again, like only toxic boss I ever want to work for is me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that. But it's also not, you know, you say, oh, I've been watching you grow your business and all that. You're watching from afar. I mean, not as afar because we're close and you know what goes on in my life and we've been friends for years. But at the same time, it's very easy to see everybody's Instagram posts and be like, oh, they're so in love. Oh, they travel everywhere. They're so good financially. Oh, look at their business is growing so much. But you're not seeing that person like cry in the middle of the night because they're so stressful or they don't know if they're going to have clients in mm -hmm. three months and they need to find a job because they need to pay bills. We don't see all those parts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not only social media because unless it's like your BFF, they're not going to call you and be like, oh, by the way, 
I'm having a you breakdown. Know, we're having yeah. such a bad time here with our families. Like everything is so horrible and stressful. We don't share that part when we meet people out and, you know. No, it's, we co- only it's know- like coded language. Yeah. Like I'm calling my friends and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm repainting my whole house. Yes. That means I'm having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> exactly. Like if I am suddenly doing insane home renovations, <laughs> bring over a bottle of okay. something. Good to know, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> like I just realized it lately because Blair's like, you Bring booze been- and yes. a new puppy <laughs> and it'll be fine. Something to pet, something soft. Something to, to sip, something to pet. Something to sip. <laughs> it will be good. Yeah, I'm like, we use wow. coded language to say, I need help. Yeah. And our good friends pick it up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can't rely on the beautiful Instagram aesthetic that yeah. is, is selling a picturesque everything. And, and I think people are getting more transparent with that, too. And mm-hmm. I, you know, have great friends and a lot of people that I met through work and through Instagram and that are like influencers and they have that perfect beautiful feed with photography like you know their styles and designs and stuff but then you see their stories and they're talking cursing about politics mm-hmm. and they're talking about what is going on in their life so I think people are there is a good movement of people being more transparent and I think that's also something for us to pay attention to because if everything we're consuming are things that make us feel like we're the one odd one out yeah maybe we should stop consuming those things yeah, like and maybe, get more realistic about life. Yeah. If everybody who follow on Instagram is using like or on TikTok use the bold glamour filter <laughs> it's time to <laughs> change, train your for you page to show you something else. Yeah. And yeah. At my old job there was like Guys that would complain, I can't stand all these women in my feed just twerking. It's so gross. You should have more respect for yourself. And I'm like, it's there and you keep getting more of it because you watch it for a long time. You watch that thing three times. They they go, that motherfucker looped it three times. Let's give him some more. And then he's like, these, oh, it's such hussies. Oh, I have, oh, (laughs) respect yourself, women. I'm like. You're watching it, yes. and you're probably liking it. <laughs> like, probably. And that's why you're getting more. That's how Instagram works. So yeah, exactly. if you're looking at those perfect aesthetics and feeling like garbage about yourself, stop staring at them yeah. for so long because you're just going to see more. <laughs> like I mean, I, and you may look at that and understand that that's an aesthetic yeah. and be happy and consume that beautiful content. If it makes you feel bad. Yeah, but if it's making you feel like shit get out of there you yeah. know go see things that are healthy for you yeah get out of there <laughs> get out of there it's not supposed to make you and feel i think like we get shit. and i think we give these like excuses to ourselves, being like oh but she's my friend oh but i need to know what my competitors are doing no you don't mm. just don't know what your competitors are doing if that's making you feel like shit about your business like don't follow your friend that seems to have a perfect life that you compared against like you can mute it you don't need to unfollow her just go and mute you don't get any of their posts anymore yeah so I think that is something that is under our control completely. And we need to kind of take ownership of that. Yeah, I didn't used to block. I would let people say their thing if Mm -hmm. they were being nasty. But then I'd be like, you're still following me. Like, why? Like, I'm upsetting you. Why do you stay here? Exactly. There's that really cool, like, remove a follower feature on TikTok Mm -hmm. and Instagram now. And I Mm -hmm. suggest you use it. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, when when I was... Laid off, fired, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you call it. Fired sounds so raw, you know? Yeah. And yeah, when I was let go, mm-hmm. that implies someone was holding me. And that know, hadn't right. happened in a long time. <laughs> so I was not I feel like you're in the wind. Yeah. You're in the wind. Someone's really holding <laughs> Just, onto you and they, they open their hands slowly. Let and, go. Yeah, I was let go. No, that was never being cradled. <laughs> like, you know, once they wouldn't touch me with a pole. Okay, so when I was fired, I, you know, very quickly was like, got to tidy up my news feed because I definitely don't want to see these people because yeah. the 
issue at work was that it became hard to look at them. Mm-hmm, like, for sure. It got yeah. so toxic that I could not look at them the same. So the moment that happened and then, you know, no one, which I think when you get laid off, fired, let go, whatever, the, you know, like your old co- I don't text everybody in the company and go, yeah. I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah. Like, I think the person that is excommunicated is the one that gets like the sympathy texts. You know? Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. And sometimes I'll tell you, sometimes HR will go to these people and say, hey, you have to not talk to this person anymore. And that's... It's completely toxic, Mm -hmm. but a lot of companies will do that. And it's, it's a, and it, you know, helps build the loyalty for the brand again. It's it's just fear, honestly. Yeah. It's just fear. It's Mm -hmm. like, if you do that, this can happen to you too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so very toxic corporate places can be like oh david did these other things that you don't know what you cannot tell you yeah i've not, talked to other people in the yeah. company but any of the main people like did not yeah. reach out well, so and I was by like, the way if hr says that to you you can still reach out to them like nothing's gonna happen to you it's still be a decent human you yeah. know not saying it's just i just know how the other side works unfortunately I've, yeah as well. i've learned a lot I have an HR rep that comes in and answers questions for me still named Thomas Ryan Lawrence. He's great. So I'm learning a lot. And yeah, HR does a lot of heavy lifting with that, but they don't have an HR department. So I knew that this was just, this was Mm -hmm. the program. This Mm -hmm. is what they do is they, it it, it builds loyalty to kind of get rid of someone and and fluff feathers every once in a while. And I get it now. Um, But yeah, immediately I was like, got to curate my feet a little bit, got to unfollow these people. I still hadn't said anything publicly. Like, I'd said nothing. I just went and fixed my feed. Yeah. I had two DMs from people that were like, you have made this so messy. You know? (laughs) And then they'd go into comment sections and be like, she made this so messy. It is, it did not have to be this way. She did all of it. And they're like, she hasn't said anything. Yeah. They're like, they're they're all talking. She hasn't said a word. And they're like, well, did you notice? She unfollowed everybody. I was like... Isn't it hard to figure that out? All, like, all I think, how'd you know that? And why did you look it yeah, up? Yeah, all I think in times like this is like, wow, I'm so jealous these people have time. They have so much time. To audit <laughs> someone's followers list and know who they unfollowed. I have a, a there's a very toxic person that is an also Instagram trainer that I associated with in the past mm. and no more, thank you. Um, and she was so toxic and petty that she was telling another common friend that someone else in the industry unfollowed me or I unfollowed her. I remember what it was, but it was like, wow, to have that kind of time. To figure it out. Something to strive for. I want to have that. I wouldn't put in that. Yes. I wouldn't put that kind of time in that. But (laughs) if I had that kind of time, that would have been so fun. That'd be nice. (laughs) Yes. Is that like that? You know, back in the day, they'd be like, she just sits with her feet up eating bonbons, and I still don't know what that is. I think it's some kind of chocolate-covered luxury dessert. Yes, that's what it is. Um, but <laughs> the the equivalent of that, the modern age bonbon eating, is you unfollowed me. It's oh like, my god! You gosh. have too much time on too your too much hands. time on your hands. Man. I usually say like crochet is a really good thing to yes. do. You know, you like build some quilts. Okay. Like do some crafts. <laughs> yeah. That is that is going to be so much better for your brain and for your time. Crocheting. If you have this kind of time. Yeah. Yes. Be creative. Yes. Make it all. I used to say that's like lack of crocheting. Yes. it's it, it, That shows a severe lack of crocheting, yes. ma'am. The <laughs> fact that you know who is following and I'm following you at any given time of day. Or, you know, like... I can understand if it was a family member and you went to message them and it won't yes. let you or something but and you're like, okay. ooh, okay, what happened during but the last two election? Two third parties. Yeah, like, <laughs> what just happened? But that's 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 a lot and, and you shouldn't be paying attention to those things. No. To get back to getting 
completely laid off getting fired, which, yeah, fired sounds nasty. Laid off is like a little bit sexy. Because, like, uh, getting I had laid, some nasty laid offs. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, it tries to be sexy. It's using, like, it's combining two terms that get used in sexual terms a lot. Like, if you if you get off or you jerk off. Or you get laid. Or you yeah. get laid. Yeah. Like, it's combining all of those things that you're like, ooh, this sounds sexy. And it's I've been not. laid off many times. It's nothing like getting it's laid never off. It's <laughs> never sexy. It does not feel good. This is not pleasurable. No. And it was my understanding. <laughs> and anything with laid and off in it is going to be fun for me. No, it sucks. And yeah. I And you've been through some crazy ones. Tell us about the catalyst for you to start your new business yeah. because you I feel like you had like three different job situations and it was just like boom 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 mm -hmm. and then the way your business was created out of spite it was out of spite I <laughs> gave me so many warm and fuzzy feelings <laughs> when you said that because I mean if we're talking on Davi the scapegoat right we now are, and yeah. yeah and um there are many scapegoats in business and mm -hmm. in life and every time I hear another toxic story from a business and we have a new scapegoat. I blow a little bit of smoke out my tiny bathroom window <laughs> like the, there's a new pope. You know, so every time there's a new scapegoat, I'm like, poo, like there's a new scapegoat. So I, I totally believe in having your voice and standing up for yourself and proving maybe not them because they're not watching you. You know, like whatever, oh, they they're not watching you, but <laughs> I'm like, oh, to they yourself. are. Proof they are watching. Yeah, they're <laughs> following. So maybe they're watching, maybe they're not, but proving to yourself that they weren't right about you. Yeah. And that's starting a business out of spite. And that's what <laughs> I appreciate so much about the story you're going to tell us today because yeah. this podcast wouldn't be here Without if it spite. wasn't for spite. <laughs> like it's a ninety nine percent spite and one percent love of broadcast. It is an engine that keeps on running <laughs> yes, on is. fumes. Um, I so I'm not gonna. I had a good. I had good work experiences. I was very lucky. I worked in brands that people loved. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked for fifteen years at Cartoon Network. Like, how much fun was that? Like, so that was so freaking fun. You participated in parts of yes. it, and you knew how fun that environment was. Of course, there's toxicists. Toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> Toxicity. I love you. Please, thank you. Um, and I've only been here for that's, 23 yeah. years that's in the, the U.S. Brazilian, so like, yeah. That's the Portuguese translation. <laughs> yes, it, it is. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so, of course, there's all those sides, but not everyone. Mm -hmm. There, I, you know, especially in a big corporate environment, there are like some toxic characters mm -hmm. and some, some, maybe some underlying toxic corporate bigger you know just environment but a lot of people are wonderful like my former general manager is my husband's partner now in their startup and he's always at my house and he's always squatting in my office somehow too so, and I love him and then the guy who is to be my creative director it's like one of my best friends and he's always at, over the house bringing me flowers since I had cancer you know so, um, so there are like some wonderful people around but also like some people that would just make it unbearable, mm -hmm. you know? So there's one person that made it unbearable and it was like a dictator type of mentality and just super toxic, but trying to be everybody's best friend and just those things that start like killing you softly, you know? Yes. But then uh, other jobs too, like then I took this other job and I'm like, wow, I'm really helping this company grow. And that you're laid off because maybe they don't want to pay your salary. That was already like not what you wanted the salary to be, you know, and you're like, there's no future here. Um, but the the one thing that 
made me decide that I'm like, I'm just going to take this in my own hands because the way people treat women and employees in general right now is just not okay and needs to change. So I was in my old job and a very like popular startup and I did a lot for their social media. So there was this big social media marketing conference, like nationwide conference and they invited me to speak like eight months ahead of the conference right they had me like oh you're gonna come speak it's gonna be great they want me to do this big session and then I was laid off so this was like two months before or something so I'm like oh I need to email those guys and tell them I was laid off and the conference was yeah, still happening yeah but, but yeah. I wasn't with the company anymore and I'm like hey just to let you guys know I'm no longer with this company I'll still be happy to speak and they'll they'll be f- cool with me speaking I had already been talking to them I can use those case studies they're cool with that um, and they got back to me and they're like oh we're happy to give you a free ticket to the conference but we cannot have you speak if you're not associated with the brand anymore so I got so mad at this <laughs> for some reason and I'm like look people are already low and you're kicking them you mm-hmm. know like my knowledge does, did not change in past week Mm-mm. at all. Like, you know, and, and even if you're like, oh, we wanted that success story from that brand, I'm telling them that I could tell that story still because the brand was okay with it. Yeah. And I could have them talk to them if needed. But they're like, no, no, you're not associated to a brand. You're no good to us technically. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you watch me. Mofos, yeah. hold my beer, hold my chai latte, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I went on you to... Had, you had, Sorry, you had already like won awards and increased this brand. So they were like, you as yourself, nobody. (laughs) But you with the brand are somebody, even though you had already proven yourself. It it was the same me. It It had no difference except what goes under my name. Like uh, marketing expert or marketing director for blah, you know? It made no difference. And I think that's something that is such an old mentality that we need to like just crush right now. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to create my own freaking conferences and events and stuff. And that's basically what shaped my business. So I joked that I started in spite because then I did this one social media event and we sold out because I just literally went to every single, I didn't have a big following or audience or anything. I literally went to every single person I knew that had a small business and invited them via DM or email, whatever way I could reach them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was successful. And then, you know, you, I've, at this point, I've done five conferences in six years. Nice. And most of them are sold out. So like the last two conferences I've done, they have been um, digital because my business grew outside of local. And um, I feel like I could reach more people that way. And I, so I decided to move from in-person conferences to doing them like online and free. And I had like over 4,000 people in the last two years joined that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, guys, you're going to let me talk in your little conference. Ha ha. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I joke it was all in spite because don't tell me I cannot do something. I'm a Latin Scorpio, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> do not mess with me. I'll do it better than you did. <laughs> we, we, we're defining fuck around and find out right yes, now. Yes, we like, are. They fucked around. I'm going to find out. Yeah, and I feel like spite is a very underrated fuel. It's a great motivator. It really is. Like, let's talk about it. because we, Pettiness? Yes. We'll take your places. Pettiness. It lives within you. It grows on its own. You don't really have to feed it. There's it's also like, some humor associated yeah, with it, which is really great. It makes you like a hybrid vehicle where you're like, I just <laughs> yes. got to plug in every once in a while, but I really am not reliant on food anymore. I'm completely fueled by spite <laughs> and I will take everyone down. <laughs> 
I found inspiration in that because, you know, somebody might be like, oh, you're putting a negative spin on your experience. And it's like, no. It's a positive. This is positive. <laughs> the minute that you think twice before you go try to leave it back.